Welcome to the 100 Entrepreneurs Podcast, created to provide veterans and their family members with information, ideas, and inspiration for starting new businesses. This is Amanda Weathersby for 100 Entrepreneurs Foundation. We talk with entrepreneurs and small business experts to learn more about their industries and their lessons learned in creating and growing new businesses. Thank you for joining us. My guests today are Michael McNamara, Paul and Danielle Gage, and uh, they are from All Marine Radio, a very exciting new project, a relatively new project that's going gangbusters. And uh, with that, I, I really appreciate you guys joining me today to talk about creating and launching All Marine Radio, and it's a pleasure turning the tables on you and interviewing the interviewers. <laughs> Well, it's good to be here, Amanda, and you've been very gracious, so thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, first of all, you launched All Marine Radio about a month or six weeks ago. That's six six weeks or five weeks, something like that. And uh, how is it going? Um, It's going great. Um, I think that the reception, both in terms of our audience and also our experience um, in terms of listenership and viewership on Facebook has been uh, it's been great, and so uh, I think that uh, I I don't know that I would have scripted it. I'm sure I could have scripted it better, but I would tell you that extremely happy with the response to our content and the number of people that want to become involved with it. And uh, it's just been uh, it's just been great. So, Paul, what do you think? No, it's been outstanding. The re- the the people have received it very well. We're getting comments all over the place. I travel around the country to all the Marine Corps bases, and and Marines are just telling me how much they love it and they enjoy listening to it. And a lot of them are addicted to the uh, radio show. Fantastic! That's wonderful. So, tell, okay, now back, step back a bit and just tell me about All Marine Radio. What is it and what are you accomplishing? We, um, well, Paul and I uh, are both Marines and Danielle, a Marine wife. And so uh, Paul and I met in Afghanistan in 2010, had never crossed paths before, but uh, had, um, have, you know, similar experience in terms of multiple combat deployments. And so we... Um, we became good friends, and uh, we both retired here within the last couple of years. And I had this idea, having done radio, uh, I was a Marine Reservist when I met Paul. So I would go to Iraq, and then I'd come back and I'd do my radio show that I used to do. And then I'd go to Iraq again and come back and do it again. And so when I got off active duty this last time, I, I, I didn't want to go to a normal job. And so I called Paul and I said, I got this idea to do a radio show. What do you think? And he said, you know, and, uh, he thought we could, we could make a business out of it. And, uh, and, you know, but underlying all of it has been our concern over post combat related mental health. And that, that is, that is the mission of all Marine radio. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, so we, when we brought it to market, it was, it's not a very hard idea to sell. You know, the VA last week just released updated statistics about 20 veterans a day 
you know, take their own lives. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's now, that, that's, I think, with a study that includes 50 million veterans in it. So it's a pretty solid number. And, uh, and I'll contrast that to the companies uh, incredibly absorbed by, you know, police shootings. Well, if you look at the statistics, there's 2.65 police shootings a day in the United States, mm-hmm. fatal, fatal shootings, and 20 veterans take their own lives every day. So it gives you an idea of the magnitude of the problem. And mm-hmm. so, um, so, I mean, it's easy to get up in the morning for me and, and, and to, to produce the show. Um, I, I, I can tell you, I can have Paul speak on, you know, and Danielle speak about, you know, talking to different people about coming on as, as partners. But, um, the concept behind it is to talk about the culture of the Marine Corps. And then when they're not looking, we talk about mental health because we want them to know that, you know, we're all struggling with it. Um, don't quit on yourself. Don't quit on us. Don't make us go to another funeral. Um, just continue to do the things you did as a Marine, which was improvise and adapt and overcome. And now after been, we've been doing it for the, for almost a month and a half, um, our shows are, are constantly bringing on guys who've overcome amputations, mental health issues to, to come and, and reclaim their lives. And so it, it, it's incredibly inspiring the story that we, that, that we tell on a daily basis of, 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 you know, people that deal with it. And whether they be Vietnam, Korea, Desert Storm, Iraq, Afghanistan, World War II, it, it doesn't matter. So it, it feels great to tell that story and, uh, and, and to do what we do. And so I'll let Paul talk about contacting other businesses and their response, but, but on the production side, I'll, I would tell you, it's, it's a dream job. It's good on top of good on top of good. Well, that's great. That's great. Um, so, Paul, did you, you're on, on a different side, whereas Mac is uh, asking the questions in the interviews, you are building a base of uh, partners for the... Correct. I, I've been doing it uh, behind the scenes, working with Mac kind of on the marketing side, and um, we're reaching out to a lot of different corporations, big corporations that, you know, support veterans. And the reception has been very good. The challenge we've had is a lot of these guys haven't budgeted for radio shows. You know, they budgeted mm-hmm. for marketing, for printing, for, you know, uh, advertisements and stuff like that, but they haven't budgeted for radio. So you're going to see after the new fiscal year, a lot of them are going to start coming on because they have budgeted for it in their next fiscal year. But, I mean, it's, it's endless. I mean, people are just constantly wanting to join us. Um, they think it's a great cause. They're excited about it, and they're excited about coming on. And um, one of the big things they're looking for is numbers, you know, how many people we have coming on the air, and they're listening mm-hmm. to the stories and the success that we're having, and they're, they're excited about coming on. That's great. Um, and speaking of those numbers, where are you? It's uh, at four to five weeks in. Where are you in terms of numbers? How many people? are you connecting with on Facebook? Facebook, we will connect to about 100,000 people a week. Our stuff gets in front of. And then um, what's really exciting is their response to our product. So if you can imagine reaching 100,000 people and then 45,000 
views the last uh, video that we produce, which is we just take it, you know, we might do an interview for an hour, and then we'll produce what we call a Facebook shorty, which might be anywhere from five to ten minutes of the audio with pictures of the guests and whatnot. And then we put that up on Facebook, and, and the last one we, we put up did 45,000 views in six days. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's astounding. And like, it, you know, as you know, we, we've been in business for less than a month. And mm-hmm. so, um, so that's most of the people that we talk to are, 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 are very impressed by that number. But you know what? I, I don't think Danielle, Paul, or I are surprised by it because, you know, we've lived this life, but we, we, you know, these are our Marines. These are people we know and we know that how compelling their stories are. And so, you know, we're just in the business of telling that, linking that to, to mental health. And we know the compelling nature of it. So the numbers really, I don't think, surprise us uh, us one bit. And, uh, and and we're looking for them to, to get much bigger as our forum gets more recognized, and uh, and uh, and and we and more and more people, you know, learn what All Marine Radio is and listen. Great. Now, tell us a little bit about the interviews you've had so far, and what what are some of the highlights for you? There's so many. Um, well, the first highlight was the Commandant of the Marine Corps uh, being the first guest. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that he would, he sees the significance of creating a place where any Marine can listen <clears throat> is, it was huge for us that we could then say, hey, the Commandant of the Marine Corps is, is going to be our first guest. So I think it speaks to the Commandant's um, concern over post-combat related mental health and, and how important of an issue he sees it that he would take the time to come and do this. Uh, after that, um, <clears throat> you know, it's something that was, that I thought would be an interesting interview that's really been uh, somewhat a, a transformational interview was an interview that we did with, um, a very famous attorney by the name of John Dowd. He represented uh, baseball and its investigation of Pete Rose. He represented uh, Senator John McCain in the Keating Savings and Loan, uh, you know, lawsuits. So he's a big-time guy. He's also a former Marine. His son's a Marine. His brother was killed in Vietnam. And he came on and he talked about the pro bono work that law firms around the school, around the nation, and law schools around the nation are doing for veterans as they fight for benefits. In many cases, it's widows of, of, of veterans that have committed suicide. Hmm. And so to help get that word out to, to women who may not know that they have any recourse, all of a sudden they get a $400,000 death benefit where they had zero and they get GI Bill benefits and things that they don't have. I mean that was that was a pretty incredible interview. The interview we did with mm-hmm. uh, um, with the staff sergeant that was the first Marine to go to the top of Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. His story going to Everest was not the most interesting part of the story. 
um, him getting off the couch, uh, you know, in his depression and anger, he kind of, you know, hit a low place and, uh, his name's Stefan Charlie Linville. And he was actually wounded when Paul and I were in Afghanistan. He was there as well. And he worked for mm-hmm. us for a time being, um, he, um, you know, he, his wife told him, Hey, if, if this continues, we can't stay like this. I can't keep the girls like this. And, and he said, you know, my prosthetic leg came and, and my, you know, three-year-old daughter looked at me and said, daddy, does this mean that we can go to the park now? Mm-hmm. And he looked at her and he said, yeah, that's what it means. And he said, me getting off the couch was the beginning of my ascent to Mount Everest and me mm-hmm. returning to be the guy that I am, who knows that I have great things to contribute. That was a great interview, and I'll tell you one more. Yeah, um, that's a great one. The, um, we had a, a Marine who won the Navy Cross in Fallujah, and uh, probably one of the most powerful interviews that we've done. And he says during the interview uh, about, you know, the Navy Cross, the award just below the Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't, I don't want that award. I don't need that award. All I want is those three guys back. And you could hear his emotion in his voice. And he says mm-hmm. that there isn't a day that doesn't go by where I don't think of something I could have done better, where I could have got to those guys quicker so that they'd still be alive. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you, I mean, that's what we do on a, on a daily basis. And you don't hear that kind of content anywhere else on the radio or on the Internet. Yeah. So, But yeah. you hear it on All Marine Radio every day. That's fantastic. Wonderful. Um, great. And so, and it's going to just continue, right? Is it, is it, uh, are you finding that it's easy to get, uh, interviews? Are people lighting up or how does it work? How do you go to get interviews with people? You know, it's, um, from a variety of sources, people that, you know, appear on the program, but, you know, th- their first reaction is, I didn't know we had a radio station. And, uh, <laughs> You know, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, Paul will tell me about, you know, hey, why don't we do this topic or, you know, and, and Danielle as a, as a Marine wife, she has her own perspective on, on an issue that she'll say, hey, I like this, but what about this? So that's how we'll kind of develop those kind of topics together. And then some of it just falls into your lap. You know, somebody will tell you, hey, what about this? Or did you talk to this guy? And that's how, um, that's how we found Stefan Workman. And then, uh, Stefan Linville, hell, everybody read about him. He was on top of Mount Everest. And so, but we're constantly looking for the mental health piece in this. We're constantly looking for, you know, the family aspect of it so that people who listen realize that we're all going through this together. And that I interviewed a guy named Carl Marlanis who wrote a book called What It's Like to Go to War. And he talked about, as a Vietnam veteran, you know, there, he never heard of PTSD. He thought that his anger was related to his job. And then he, he went to a, a screening appointment, and the guy looks at him and he says, you ever been in combat? Hmm. And he said, with that, he he started crying, and he said it was the first time he ever related his issues with his his time in combat. And he and he said, 
One of the most important things that he's learned, though, is to include his family in his therapy. And so, you know, it's pieces like that, you know, that, that you know, guys here, and if your family's not being included, then you're probably not doing it very well. And so, so you know, and then, and then that will spawn another interview, you know, based on, well, who would we talk to as a family advocate, and how do you do it, and, and what's safe to bring your family into, and what don't you want to bring your family into, or do you bring it in, them into all of it? Um, so it's, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a unique place where what we talk about isn't getting talked about anyplace else, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Danielle, in fact, Danielle's got a friend, you know, who, you know, she told me the story about, uh, Danielle, what is it? Her husband is in jail right now. Yeah, actually, I haven't even told you the latest about that. So we have some really good friends from, you know, the military Marines, um, we've known him for probably about 12 years, been to a couple of duty stations together back to back. And um, he retired, I guess he retired about four years ago and he's got PTSD and his family is, you know, he's, he's black, she's white. They have a mix, you know, for their kids and they were playing soccer down in Georgia where they retired to going back and forth. And the coach is clearly not liking the fact that they have a mixed marriage. And so treating the daughter like total crap all the time, nonstop, and Mm. yelling at her over nothing. So dad speaks up and says, hey, you know what? You need to get yourself in check. You know, you you can't treat the kids like this. You can't treat my daughter like that. And the coach looked at the dad and said, get your not trying to be rude, but I'm just repeating what they said, get your nigger off the field. So it automatically, he went into defense mode and started yelling, and then all of a sudden all he saw was red and his PTSD kicked in and literally beat the crap out of the coach. And there's always cops on standby, like watching in the ambulances when there's games like that, tacked a cop, and they finally got, you know, things under control. And they fought for about a year and a half, and he uh, was sentenced to 10 years in prison, 10 to 15 years in prison, because of the assault that he did. But it literally was his PTSD that kicked in, because that's all he related it to, was the war and everything kind of came right back in front of him, and the fight, and so nobody would listen, nobody would listen, and... So he sat in prison for about six months, and his wife wasn't giving up. So she got the county involved and had a lot of supporters behind him. And um, he came home last week, and all charges have been dropped. Oh, Whoa. Wow. That's awesome. amazing. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was, you know, it was a long battle. You know, he was wrong. We know that. He should have tried to keep it in check. But he wasn't getting the proper help to keep it get unchecked because sometimes it takes a while to get into those appointments or, you know, just it is what it is. And mm-hmm. so now he's getting help and he's back home and hopefully can stay on the right page. So, but yeah, it was pretty awesome wow. that he got to come home. Yeah, so the, what a story. So the, so the stories come from all over. You know, Paul has introduced me to a Vietnam veteran in uh, Washington, D.C., um, and, 
you know, he runs a, a thing called the 100 Entrepreneur Project. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? And you know that guy. And so <laughs> I do. You, 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 have, you have him on, and he starts telling, you know, he starts telling his incredible story, and you just sit there and you go, you know, Bob Nielsen, you know, what, what a great man. And then Bob then says, hey, Mac, there's a guy, you know, that, that have you heard about Travis Green? And I said, yeah, mm. Paul, Paul's already told me about Travis Green. And so, you know, so it, it's like this ensemble thing we do where we all know compelling stories and, and kind of, uh, you know, and kind of work those things together because they're all over the place. And, and I remember when we first started, somebody said, well, do you think there's enough content to do a radio show every day? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it was like. Radio shows are made of less. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And there's so many incredible things from what, you know, guys are doing in business to what they're doing in communities to, you know, um, you know, what, what people are doing as advocates and then what goes on on active duty, there's, you know, and we try to tell all of that story as, you know, as, as part of the culture of the Marine Corps. So, it's, uh, so yeah, the stories come from everywhere. And, uh, and, then, and then once they come on once, what's interesting is that most are kind of, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. But once they come on, they, they, I think they enjoy themselves. And, uh, and then they, they, they want to come back and they want to, you know, they share with you other people who they think would be great guests. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, that's partly because you do a great job interviewing them, I have to say. So do you, have you interviewed Jet Travis Green? Interviewed who? Travis Green. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't said, okay. I've missed that well, one. Well, you consider yourself, <laughs> consider yourself sufficient then. <laughs> okay, I'll get right on it. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right, so it is really um, incredible the way the thing is growing and you know, we're just Paul and I basically, I guess just out there talking to everybody and emailing everybody and trying to get everybody on because I know once we get the number to that million mark, it's just a matter of time before people are going to be begging to be sponsors. So sure. that's that's kind of basically what we're doing. We're just out there talking to every, every, I mean, like I keep cards. I have a brochure. I have business card. I always keep them with me. If I go somewhere and we're eating somewhere and I see a Marine, retired Marine with a hat on, I stop and share it with them. Because, you know, they, you know, they have their retired buddies. So it's just Absolutely. a matter of. It's just a matter of talking and talking and talking, and before we know, I mean, like, it's already exploding in four weeks. I mean, we have, would you say, 100, over 100,000 followers on the Facebook page? Yeah. Is that where we're at, Mac? Well, our reach is 100,000 in terms right. of how many people that we reach when we, when yeah. we publish things, which is, which is huge. And so, and, you know, the other thing that we're learning also in this digital age is, is networking, you know, through, for instance, the Marine Corps League is a network of kind of like the American Legion, but the Marine Corps has its own little branch. And these are guys all around the country that, um, that Marines need to, 
you know, uh, plug into when they go home and get out because they know who the good doctors are at the VA. They know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe guys that can help them get jobs. And so, yeah. you know, we've learned how to plug into these other things that are there and help tell their story and, uh, and raise their visibility so that they can do the good things they do. And that feels really good, which is we are constantly bringing organizations. Uh, there's, a, there's an organization that, that does calendars, and, hmm. um, and uh, it's called Pinup. Yeah, it's like they're World War II style calendars, uh-huh. and they and and what this woman does, her name's Elise. Hold on, it's called Pinups for Vets. Pinupsforvets dot com, and her name is Elise something, and uh, no, Gina Elise is her name, and so she got this idea. She was a, I, I think, a uh, entertainment major at UCLA, and. Uh, and so, and it might have been entertainment history. So when the war broke out, she got this idea of doing like these these throwback calendars, selling them, and then using the profits to buy uh, physical therapy equipment for different hospitals in areas where there's high concentration of vets. Hmm. So you know, you know, get to bring her on and tell her story, and then you know, hopefully raise awareness for them and, and help them make money and, and, uh, and make all these other efforts out there, you know, better. So, yeah. By so like I said, organizations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like it's, so it's, it, it's good on top of good on top of good on top of good. It's not hard to get out of bed to do. Mm, that's great. Um, okay. So the, that's really quite a remarkable accomplishment for a new business, a fledgling business. And um, yeah, you are, did you have a business plan before you started, before you launched, or before you even started the process of launching? Yeah, we, Paul and I and Danielle sat down. Uh, Paul and I kind of talked through it last fall. And I, I will tell you, Paul is is an entrepreneurial machine. <laughs> I mean, he is. I, I mean, all, all, I mean, I give him a tough time, but um, about everything we talk about. But um, Paul's owned a number of small businesses, and he's he's got an entrepreneur's brain, and I have tremendous respect for him. And and so um, I don't know that I would have done this without him, and uh, without he and Danielle. And so we first talked about it. He gave me his thoughts. I went back to the drawing board, and uh, I did a business uh, plan along with a uh, kind of a concept brief, and we developed those, and then we met in January, and we here out in California when he was out here, here and Danielle were out here, and we, we went through, we spent an afternoon going through the business plan together, and then we kind of we made some adjustments to it, and then uh, and then and then uh, and then we kind of we fine we finalized it, and then that's what we've been uh, that's what we've been executing. But yeah, it was a business plan, pretty detailed with budgets and targets and things like that. So, uh, Paul, your right. thoughts pile onto that. 
No, it's it. I mean, it's just spreading the word. You know, they're talking to different people, and it's, it's exploding in, in the fact that our network is expanding. And eventually, you know, we're going to have people lined up to become sponsors of this radio show. I firmly believe that 100% that we're making history, and this is going to be revolutionary, and everybody's going to be begging to be on our show. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time, and it's going to happen. Great. Okay, great. And um, so now in the business plan, this isn't, this is just the beginning, right? There's, there's some more plans there. I, I've heard rumors of an all military radio. <laughs> yeah, the network will be um, um, all army radio, all Navy radio, and all Air Force radio. And, and the reason we thought, you know, we had discussions about, you know, could we do all veteran radio? And, you know, each service has its own identity. And so we thought it would be much more powerful that each one would have their own brand, if you will, their own channel that would talk specifically to, to them. And, and I, I, I like it because I love being able to talk Marine Corps and not have to worry about, you know, whether somebody else can understand. And mm-hmm. so, um, and so, so we'll, we'll do that. And then not only do we have that, but <clears throat> there's apparel that, that we have plans for very simple, very classic looking, um, customizable <laughs> apparel. And then our, our goal ultimately is that all these things will feed into our nonprofit organization, which is called Cover Down. And um, we use that title. Uh, that means that you're going to, if I'm going to cover down behind Paul, I'm going to get behind him and I'm going to do what he does. And so I'm going to essentially follow him. And we use that, that phrase as kind of a message to guys that are struggling. Cover down behind us, and we'll get you to a better place, just like we always have. In training and combat, you know, we've always looked after each other. So if you're struggling, cover down on us, and, and we'll help you, and we'll get you to a good place. And so uh, with, with the money that we make in all these different uh, efforts, uh, we'll begin to start our own programs, um, you know, that we, we want them to be high visibility, maybe awards, uh, an awards dinner that recognizes people that are doing extremely positive things in the area of post-combat related mental health. So, um, so we have a, we do have a big vision and we'd li- also like to do, um, leadership speaking. There's nobody, uh, on the planet that's done more big things with America's young people than, you know, the Army and the Marine Corps have done under a lot of pressure the last, you know, 14, 15 years. And so we can help corporations with Young America that, that, you know, how they need to be led, how they need to be challenged, how they need to be taken care of. You know, we have, we have tons of experience with that. So we want to, we'd like to, to speak and do that well. And we also have ideas to do television as well. We have a very blunt message. Mm-hmm. For guys, our cultural message from us, and that is, don't effing kill yourself. You know, don't mm-hmm. effing do it. And and it's our message and our language targeted to our our battle buddies who are in a bad place. And so we want it to be blunt. And uh, and so our idea is to produce 
really uh, kind of little biographies of, you know, you know, Marines that have killed themselves. And mm. um, we want to take people down the road that they traveled and remind them of what great people they were. And we also want them, though, to see, um, <clears throat> hear messages from their family and friends about when, what great people they were to how much they miss them. And three, please don't do this. Go find the help that you need. Go find the help that you deserve. And don't make us go to another funeral. So that's mm. just another, another kind of layer of really our devotion to our battle buddies who we don't want them to be part of that 20 number on a daily basis. Hmm. Wow. And that, that all of that stuff is, are the things that we went over last January, uh, in our plan. So, um, yeah, very much executing, you know, what we had in the plan and trying to make it real. That's great. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Do you have any words of advice? Uh, for a, a veteran who, or a family member who's starting a new business or is thinking about starting a new business. Any advice? Biggest Paul's thing I can tell them is Paul's don't give up. Paul's the expert. <laughs> yeah, don't give up. You know, I mean, you, you, you know, I, I started a business in California. It was a carpet cleaning business. And, you know, it was just a, it was a thing that I did on evenings and weekends here and there once in a while. I wasn't really doing anything with it. But we didn't give up. We kept going with it. And it exploded, and we basically had, you know, the, the whole base, Camp Pendleton. We had three different trucks. We had four different crews of people. We had, like, 30 people working for us, cleaning carpets and houses all off of, you know, an idea. And mm-hmm. it's just the biggest thing is don't give up because that day you give up is the day it's done. And if you just keep on pressing on, it's going to come fruition if you believe it. You just got to believe it. Mm, that's great. Danielle. All right, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally agree with Paul because the carpet cleaning business, just where it kind of came from, my dad started it like 10 years ago, and he's like had an extra one sitting there. And I'm like, you know what? We could be using this to make some extra money on the side because, Paul, what, you were a sergeant, maybe staff sergeant? I'm like, I'm like, I'll go out and clean the carpets. I know how to do it. I'm not scared. So we just started just doing little jobs here and there. And base noticed that we were, like, the housing department noticed the carpets that were getting cleaned because they were doing the inspections. And they reached out to us and said, hey, would you guys be interested in possibly coming on for a contract? Well, that contract turned into, like Paul had said, four trucks later, 30 crew members, we were literally doing probably 15 to 30 houses a week between cleaning carpets or having the houses cleaned. So it's just a matter of not quitting. And we've always been that type of people. We just look for beyond our needs and wants and go do what it takes to get it done. So it's wow, pretty awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Fantastic. You know, and the, the only thing that I would I, we were interviewing, um, I think his name's David Grant. He's the owner and developer, the founder, co-founder, along with his wife, of a website called Military by Owner. Hmm. And so during the interview, <laughs> he said to me, you know, I 
uh, people need to know that you don't have to be Mark Zuckerberg. You don't have to make a billion dollars. If you can do what you're happy to, if you, you, if you can make what you're passionate about and what makes you happy part of your life and you can pay your bills, he said, that's winning. And, and you know what, and, and what that made me think of was <clears throat> the things I've heard, uh, you know, Charlie Linville say, the guy who went to Mount Everest, you know, um, and I think doing something you really love is a big part of post-combat related mental health. I honestly do. I've talked mm-hmm. to guys that aren't happy doing what they're doing and that contributes to them being in a, in, in a not very good place. And conversely, the guys I've talked to that are passionate about what they do and love what they do, they are well down the road to, to, to that absorbing their life and not, your mind not occupied and having too much time to go back to bad things. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so what Dave Grant said is that, hey, man, you don't got to hit it out of the park. You just got to be able to pay. You just got to be able to pay your bills. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's great advice. Um, have a business plan. Be able to pay your bills. You know, watch your overhead. Have somebody smart like Paul and Danielle Gage working with you. But if, if, and I think you could hear it in all of our voices. If it's your passion, you know, if you're, if you're paying your bills and it's your passion, you know, you're living a good life and it's, and you're happy. And I think that's a huge part of post-combat related mental health that I wouldn't have been able to tell you about a month ago that I've mm-hmm. learned in the, you know, in, in the month that we've been doing the show. And so, you know, if you can do those things, then then you'll come home with a smile on your face, and that's good for your wife, and that's good for your kids, and it's good for you. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so business plans are good. Doing what you love, um, something that has to do with something you love, is 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 really important. I think for post combat related veterans. And sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone, and if you can do that, amazing things will happen. That's great. And, and you know what? And, and I will tell you, in in the month, I've I've got text messages from writers at national. You know, I won't name them, but from national publications, laying on my laying on my couch on a Sunday. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. listening to your your interviews. You know, oh my God! Mm-hmm. You know, the content is incredible. <laughs> it's it's so powerful. You know, the mm-hmm. Smithsonian Channel listened to the work we did with uh, the guys that did the uh, the production of uh, um, the Unknown Flag Raiser, Vivo Jima. You know, and, uh, and they and they liked us on Facebook. And then, you know, we yeah. had other we had other producers listening to our programming and go, "Oh my God, I don't hear I don't hear this anywhere else." You know, where did you guys come from? And so, the response from professional people in the media business has been incredible. And so I think we all know that we're doing the right thing. All you got to do is keep putting up quality work like our mm-hmm. parents would tell us. And at some point something could happen. So, so pretty, yeah. pretty exciting from our perspective. Oh yeah. And you guys are, you are putting together, you're doing great work uh, as a listener. I can say <laughs> it's awesome. Well, we love, we love you. <laughs> 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking Great. about well, us. Keep talking about <laughs> us. You have to you have to keep meeting new people. That's the you key. Do. Networking. Uh, you did. I heard a couple of you mentioning network. That networking, and that's really important. Absolutely. Wonderful. This has been fantastic. Thank you, all three of you, and uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it.